Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Thursdays at 8.40. Hello, Wendy lady. Hello, Darren. We will survive this drama. We will survive this controversy. We will. And the thing is, we can't move out of our homes, which is kind of the topic of this week's Consumer Watch. Okay, tell me. Well, you know, the first of the month is traditional home relocation, moving house day, right? And I think initially we were told we were coming out of lockdown on the, was it the 16th or 17th of April? And then we got the extension until the 30th, midnight on the 30th. So a lot of people thought, oh, yay, at last. Some of whom could not move out. By the time 1st of April came, we were already in lockdown. So a lot of people weren't Mm. able to move into or out of wherever they were. So they were hoping that, you know, 1st of May, yay, let's do this. And of course, now we're not totally coming out of lockdown. We're going into level four. And some have assumed that level four would mean that they could move. But can they really? Mm, According to the attorney I spoke to, no. So, Wendy, uh, sorry to interrupt you there, but I know that a lot of people would be asking the question, hang on a second, who's thinking of moving into a new place right now? In actual fact, because of the financial constraints, I think a lot of people uh, financially have to move out and are looking at uh, sharing property, maybe moving back in with their parents. So, yeah, I I would assume that um, because of the financial implications, a lot of people might want to move, right? Exactly. There's a lot of financial stuff going on because they would have been able to give notice at the end of March for moving out 1st of May, right? If they realized, oh, my, my income has been compromised or my income has stopped, let I have to get out of here because I can't afford the rental. Believing and hoping that they would be able to move on the 1st of May. So there is a lot of that. I'm hearing from people, quite a few youngsters who are going to move back home or as you said, into a sharing situation with mates that are now stuck. So I ran this past um, an attorney who specializes in um, rental pr- uh, property and he said, that as things stand, level four, people are not permitted to move into or out of properties. And here's the more alarming part. On his reading of the regulations pertaining to Disaster Management Act, only when we get to level one will people um, have no restriction on personal movement. I'm hoping that that will change and that will maybe, you know, at least level three, Mm. uh, people will be allowed to move because the economic impact of this is just absolutely massive. Um, I did speak to Easy Move yesterday, which is a big um, removal company. They operate nationwide. And they've actually written to ministers to say, please, uh, would you allow us to do these relocation moves? We are sitting with a lot of our clients' property in storage, which they're desperate for. People are literally crying. Um, Mm. They're hoping for a positive response before Friday, and they're actually gearing up for the moves. They've got their trucks ready, their staff ready, all the sanitization uh, protocols going. Um, so they're hoping, yeah, then we wait and see what happens. But for now, unfortunately, the answer is if you, you're planning a move, you, you know, well advised to put that on hold for now along with everything else. But in a way, the legislation also helps people who um, don't want to move. Say landlords want to get rid of people and get a paying tenant in there. They have no legal framework in which to ask people to leave. So it kind of protects those people as well. It kind of does, but not being able to evict a tenant doesn't mean that that um, negates the obligation to keep paying rent. Mm. So this is what I'm hearing from people who wanted to move out because they were really not affording. Mm. Now they're stuck in a place that they can afford even less because their income has worsened. Mm. And I asked this rental property attorney, I said, what happens in such cases? I mean, this one chap who wrote to me can't even afford to pay for the electricity, but he's forced to be in this place instead of moving home parents Mm. um he asked 
would the landlord legally be entitled to chase him for that for payment of rent and utilities when he's able to finally move? And the answer is an emphatic yes, absolutely. So I said to Marlon, but surely under the circumstances, a reduced rental would be fair or at least give him the opportunity to pay it off over a length of time. Mm. And his answer was, yes, of course, that would be fair, but it depends on the landlord's financial position mm. and attitude. Um, it does cost money to sue someone, um, so they would have to weigh up the, the, the commercial aspect of, of whatever they want to do to recover the money. And he did say, though, that if in that situation, the landlord or any situation with an existing tenant um, said, okay, under the circumstances, I'm not going to, you know, I'll, I won't charge you rent or I'll charge you half rent or I won't charge you for the utilities or, you know, whatever. Just cover my rates and, 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 and the utilities. Do not just leave that as a verbal agreement for the protection of both parties. It must formally be put in right as what's called an addendum to your original lease. And make sure that that whether you're a tenant or a, or, or a, a landlord, that you actually get that done mm. on the record. So don't just keep it as a sort of you know you know nice chat. It must be formalised. Okay. So again, it comes down to good communication between you and the landlord and you and the banks, and keep making those calls. Keep 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 that communication going. Don't just assume anything. Exactly. Get it in writing. Another consumer issue that's uh, come onto my radar, I've, I've heard conflicting issues here. I've heard that gyms are not charging. People can't come and use the gyms, and so they're not charging people. What's, uh, what's the, 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 the truth around those rumors? Okay, that's a very hot topic, Darren, and the answer is not a simple one. Um, I will explain in a little bit. Ah, there it is, the famous Wendy Nola cliffhanger. All right, uh, gyms and fees when we come back. Continuing with Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Welcome back, Wendy. Hello, Darren. We talking so this Yes, and this doesn't really affect me because, I mean, I'm doing all my own gardening and sweeping and mopping and house cleaning <laughs> and car washing. I'm getting a proper workout. I don't uh-huh. see myself going to a gym anytime soon. But there are people who like nothing more than putting on their branded short pants and their leggings and their headbands and their Fitbits and just getting all sweaty and fit in front of other people. These people being charged for uh, something that they can't use right now, or are they? Well, so Virgin Active, which has 140, 150 clubs in South Africa, they account for 60 to 70% of the total fitness club market in South Africa. They are getting a lot of kudos and a lot of love from their members right now because they have not put through a single debit order for April. They did put through as normal in March because lockdown was only the three or four days of the month, right? Mm. And they were open until then. So the April, without any of their members having to do any admin, without them doing anything, the debit order, my two kids have Virgin Active memberships and I was very relieved not to have to pay them this month. And if gyms are still not allowed to open during May, which I would say is quite a high probability, there'll be no May uh, debit orders either Mm. Um, so planet (laughs) fitness has done the same thing i can't see what kind of love they're getting on twitter because their tweets are protected so there's no engagement going on there but yes they've also bit the bullet on that one and they've gone for the extremely consumer friendly option 
given that their gyms are not open during lockdown. Now, has so anyone said rest, anything about if this is a full payment holiday or if this payment is just delayed? No, no, um, it's a freeze. It's a freeze. It's completely, there, there's no catch. So they if your contract ended paid. next year, November, it'll end next year, December? No, you just start paying again in May or June or whenever the clubs open. Your April thing was just a boncilla. You just didn't pay. Not like you're going to. Oh, wow. It's a freeze. Yeah, it's a freeze. So it's an interesting question you just asked, though, because... From what I can tell, all the other clubs, the sort of medium-sized ones and the small ones, have mm. said, well, we can't afford to do that. And they've offered various other options that members are not all that happy with, especially members who need every cent right now because their income mm. has been so drastically reduced or in some cases stopped altogether. Mm. So what they're going for is either we just, go, if, you're, if you're paying monthly, um, we'll just give you two free months at the end of your contract. Um, or if you've paid ahead, if you paid in advance, we'll we'll give you two, uh, three months, but everything will stay as it is for now. One uh, gym based in Richards Bay, um, I one of their members shared correspondence that he'd received from that gym, which was, we aren't Virgin Active. We can't afford to just tell you that you don't have to pay. Mm. Um, so if you don't want to add the months of lockdown that, where you couldn't use the gym as an extra on the end of your contract, what you can do is if you don't, you know, for April or May, if we still not open in May, um, we'll add up what you should have paid. We, we won't charge you. You cannot pay, but we'll take the sum of those um, fees for those months we'll divide them up into among the remaining months of your contract in this chap's case i think it was until the end of august and so he has to pay a little bit extra more than usual for the remaining months if he doesn't want to pay during april and may so not the most member friendly options mm, um, mm. certainly compared with virgin active and um and Planet Fitness. I have asked the Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services, Mahata Patlele, for her view on where a club stands legally in forcing somebody to pay for a service that they are unable to um, benefit from yeah. through no fault of their own. We, we all know that there's, I would love to know the percentage, but there's a fairly sizable percentage of gym members who for whatever reason, just don't ever go to gym and they are contractually obliged to carry on paying. But um, So you were talking about an ombudsman. Is it fair for people to pay oh, for yes. a service okay. they're not receiving? So I was hoping for a legal view before we came to air from the ombudsman uh, for consumer goods and services, Makhata Batlele, who's always very obliging, to say, does a, a fitness club that cannot provide a member with the service that they are wanting them to pay for. Can they insist that they are liable um, or not? Um, and I haven't heard from her, unfortunately, um, in time. So I will put this on the blog because I'm sure I'll hear from her very soon. Mm -hmm. But um, for now, um, I think it's fair to say that those who are members of Virgin Active, and as I say, that accounts for 60 to 70% of the fitness club market, are smiling. They're very, very, very happy with Virgin Active mm. at this mm. at this time. Members of the smaller clubs, not so much because they're mm. still being um, held accountable. Those, incidentally, who want to cancel any fixed-term contract, you can cancel with a month's notice. The but being that the service provider, in this case a gym, is entitled to charge 
what the Consumer Protection Act calls a reasonable cancellation penalty. Reasonable being, let's say in the case of Virgin Active, 30% of remaining subscriptions. So if you're at the beginning of um, your contract, and if you belong to a club that decided that a reasonable cancellation fee was more like 70% of remaining subscriptions over the term, that's not going to be a that's not going to be a workable op, uh, a financially acceptable option um, or doable option for for you if you want to cancel so for those um who belong to the smaller gyms this is not a, a happy time they're not mm-hmm. getting much uh, slack from their gyms unfortunately yeah it's uh, it's amazing how many of these decisions uh, rely on uh, on the individual to do what they can and uh, i know that we ask and i suppose we'll ask again if you have the wherewithal to keep smaller businesses afloat with your with your payments then bite the bullet take the loss and just remember that uh, you know we might not be in the same boat together but we're certainly suffering the same storm Certainly in the same big sea, exactly. So I think a lot of it depends, Darren, on the circumstances of the consumer and the financial clout um, of the gym. Hmm. Um, So smaller ones, far more vulnerable than the big ones. But that's not to take away from Virgin Active and Planet Fitness who have chosen to take a very, very big financial knock and help out their their, their members in this regard. it's It's been a really interesting story for me to investigate. Well, both of these stories are very interesting and you'll find them on our website, ecr.co.za. Click on Consumer Watch. And if you have any consumer-related issues, anything from moving house to membership fees, you know that you can get a hold of Wendy directly on her Facebook page. It's Wendy Nola Consumer. There is an email option there as well. There as well. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks, Darren. Chat soon. Okay, bye. Bye.